Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning. 101. Good morning. Good Monday morning. Welcome into Life Planning 101. Blakeney Hodges sitting in for Terry Slavens this marvelous, beautiful morning outside. That's right. After some cold weather, it's much needed and much welcomed, right? Yes, and so, there's more on the way. So, yes, <laughs> yes. Well, good Monday morning, and uh, it's an interesting Monday morning. There are lots of headlines in the news this morning. Obviously, we came off of a week of a little volatility in the market. Just we uh, came off of a weekend uh, that everybody's feeling the burn, so to speak. <laughs> um, we've got uh, two elections that have passed where uh, Bernie Sanders is one and then one where he was tied. Um, so, you know, I guess that that is the consensus right now in the Democratic field. And uh, with all that being said, we have got to show for you. We are going to be talking about um, what this election is, what it means, what it could mean, what people aren't talking about if there is to be a blue wave, so to speak. And then at the end of the show, we have our very own CFA on, and he is going to be talking about that volatility that's uh, been happening in the market and and what people need to be thinking about there. So what do you need to know about this election year? Let's get started there. Well, I think it can start out by being summed up, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, you know that Republicans and Democrats are kind of like divorced parents and they care more about who their kids hate than their actual well-being of their kids, mm-hmm. right? So this is the society we we live yeah. in, and, and the pendulum is, is really, really heavy in Washington. Uh, there is no such thing as just hanging in the middle and, and compromise these days, and, and we're all fearful of that, no matter what side of the aisle you sit on. Um, you know, talking to people, I've been traveling a, a significantly amount of time over this last four weeks and talking to people. There's a general consensus of how the 2020 election is going to turn out, um, you know, whether it's from a, a consensus of optimism or cynicism. Most people are of the belief that Donald Trump is going to be reelected. Mm-hmm. Right. And most likely, if we look at past president's history, there's a good chance of that happening you know, him getting reelected, as long as we stay in this so-called booming economy where everybody feels good about their pocketbook and their Mm -hmm. situation, right? However, there's no guarantee of that. I mean, our our economy, and I I think Aaron will speak to some of this later on in the show, you know, it's doing well, but we have to remember that we are in a very fragile economy. We are in a very pumped up economy economy. There's a lot of good going on, but there's a lot of things out there that, you know, aren't so encouraging. Mm -hmm. And just to name a few, I I listened to an economist at the end of uh, January, and he gave some points to this. You know, he said our federal debt is continuing to rise against GDP. Over the past 50 years, if you looked at our debt, it has averaged about 2.9% of GDP. It's expected to be 4.7% percent of GDP over the next 10 years. So that's almost double what Mm -hmm. it has been in the past. 
consumer debt has risen steadily over the past five years. You remember back in 08 when we had the big recession, consumer debt, most people were in debt, not not in the profit. And it's $1.3 trillion higher today than it was in the third quarter of 2008. Okay, Global debt was projected to reach $255 trillion by the end of 2019. That's representing a 320% representation of glo- global GDP. Mm. Okay, not not 100%, not 200%, over 300%. And then, you know, and, and, and this, this one that he was talking about, of course, we know that this can be owed to a multiple of things, uh, including the China trade war. But U.S. manufacturing and agriculture have been on the de- decline for over a year. And usually those are signs of a, of a positive economy. So, and not to be amiss, our, our stock market keeps hitting all-time new highs, which everybody says, when is that ride going to end? So I know I'm pointing out a lot of doom and gloom here, all mm-hmm. right? And that's not to say that our economy is doom and gloom. I don't have time in the show to tell you everything positive that's going on, but there is a lot positive. But what it does mean is that we are on a very, very fragile surface. And we have to remember that we can't get overconfident about what is happening um, just because our pocketbook feels good and just because our statement looks good when we see it every single month, right? So, you know, if all that were if you know what if one little thing were to hiccup and all that were to come crashing down before november then you have to ask yourself what's the likelihood of that pendulum to swing in washington and the second thing you got to ask yourself is what does that mean to you and i have one word taxes and we're going to talk about that when we come back on life planning 101 Welcome back into Life Planning 101 right here on KATX KWBY. Angela Robinson in studio as always. Talking about election year and what it could mean for you if the Democrats end up taking control. And a lot of people say, well, if they just take the presidency, that's really not taking control. Well, and we talked about why. So if you missed the first segment of the show, you're going to have to go back and revisit. We got too much to go over in this show. But there's also the Congress that we have to think about. Now, the House is unlikely to flip just because of the, it's, despite what the economy's health is going to do. It's, it's just not likely. There's not enough turnover. I mean, it could happen, but it, it's a lot likely. Now, in the Senate, this is where you have to pay attention. There's actually 35 seats up in the Senate. 23 of those 35 are Republican. Eight or so of those are in swing states. And all Democrats need to do is gain three to four seats to take control of the Senate. So it's not a far stretch to say that pendulum could swing in Washington. And that's going to lead me to another nonpartisan statement. No matter what side of the aisle you're on, you better have your lifeboat in place before November. Because if you wait to see what happens in November... It is too late. You are not going to find someone that has the time of day to help you with your tax planning to try to get it done before the end of the year. Because if that blue wave does occur, every single one of those candidates has made it a priority that that tax reform is going to be out the window. Things are going to change significantly, and it will probably retroactivate to January 1st of 2021. So you better be ready. And, you know, and I, I'll take it from a Democratic senator in Montana that said, since tax reform has been passed, this is going to be the greatest opportunity of our lifetime. 
So it, you better hang on, right? Yeah. I mean, you yeah. had it in the 80s, and now you have it again. Why aren't you planning for it today? You know, mm-hmm. and that's a big question. So, you know, what does this mean to you? And I, I, uh, I, I know everybody's feeling the burn, right? So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about Sanders' uh, tax plan because and how it could affect you. But I also brought in a moderate. I also brought in Biden because obviously he's he's the middle of the road. So this is kind of a best case scenario if Biden were to get elected. So um, let's look at Sanders. Right now we have a, a income tax rate of 37%. That's a top tax rate in our country. Now mm-hmm. all that's bracketed. Sanders is proposing a 70% tax rate. Okay. Now he's increasing the brackets. But if you make over $250,000 a year, your tax bracket would be 44% as mm-hmm. opposed to the 37 it is now. Mm-hmm. That's a massive increase. Yeah. increase. Okay, Capital gains. We always know that they have preferential rates, especially if you fall below certain income levels. You could even have capital gains tax of zero in our country today. Well, he wants to put these in relation to ordinary gains or ordinary income rates. So that's back up to that 44, 70%, whatever those mm-hmm. rates are, if your income is over 250000 a year. Okay, so that could be ex- extremely a big difference in our economy. That's a big deal. That's a, that's a huge mm-hmm. deal. We're not just talking stocks and bonds. We're talking investment at a corporate level. Everything, know, yes, you know, real estate. Buying, buying tractors, buying buildings, buying factories. This is a big deal. This is desensitizing uh, us to invest. Yes. Keeping us from investing, penalizing us from doing that that's as a global right. scale. So that's that's a big deal. And and going back to let's go back to Biden on these two issues, because this is the middle of the road. Right. Mm-hmm. Biden just wants to restore the the uh, income tax levels we had before um, the Trump tax um, reform. So thirty seven would go to thirty nine point six percent. So it's not not just so heartbreaking, mm-hmm. but he wants to take the capital gains tax rates to a top level of that thirty nine point six percent. So it doesn't matter if you're looking at a moderate mm-hmm. or you're looking at someone that is considered a socialist. We have massive, massive increases just in yeah. our everyday tax returns. Yeah. Now, An investment that trickles down to the worker. Yes. So they're actually shooting themselves in the foot. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, this is this is a big deal. Now, uh, let's look at it. Let's look at a state tax, too, because a lot of people are, are not feeling any pain. A lot of people are not feeling any pain. Pain. And we've actually seen people not take action just because they think it's no longer a big deal. We have an estate tax exemption that's above $10 million right now. So if you have over $10 million, you are under $10 million, and it's actually higher than that at the moment, but you don't have to pay estate tax, right? Well, we forget before tax reform, that was half of that, mm-hmm. okay? And now we're looking at the Democrats that want to come into office. Biden says, at best case, we're going to roll back the Tax Jobs and Reconciliation Act. So that means we're going to go back to that five, $5 million level, right? Mm-hmm. Sanders wants to take that all the way to back to $3.5 million. So now if you've got an estate that's over $3.5 million, you're going to incur tax. And not only are you going to incur tax, but he's going to increase the tax rate on it. It has a scale. 45 to 77 percent will be taxed. Will be your tax rate. It's a pretty broad number. Wow. Yep. 77 percent of your net worth could be sent to the IRS. Think about that. Right. 
So, and the other thing that both of them want to do is eliminate, and this is a big one, especially our farmers and ranchers and landowners and real estate owners and business owners. They want to eliminate the step up in basis, both of them, both of them. So that means when you die, you know, you have a ranch that you bought for $100 an acre and today it's worth 5000 an acre. Mm-hmm. Well, if you died today, your children, their new basis in that property would be $5,000 an acre. So if they go to sell it, then they only realize any tax on a gain above 5000 not what you bought it for back in 19 you know 70 something yeah. right yeah. so now in some in some families farming families i know you know this the, your cost basis goes back for m- many generations it might be two dollars an acre mm-hmm. right okay so if they eliminate this what this now means is now they take over whatever your cost basis is if it's two dollars an acre and they sell it for ten thousand an acre they're going to pay taxes on every bit of that okay so mm-hmm. that's within both of their plans sanders not only wants to do that, but he wants to make that realization of that event occur at death. You don't even have to sell the property. You're just going to, the family's going to pay taxes on the difference between the cost basis and what it's valued at when you die. Mm. And guess what the greatest amount of wealth is tied up in across America? Land. Real estate. Real estate, Real estate. yeah. Right. yeah. And so they see land. this. I mean, yeah. we, we've been saying forever. They want your money. Yeah, we've been saying forever. <laughs> they want your money. <laughs> you know, with the SECURE Act. When it's we not did, fair that you have it. Yeah, yeah, when we did the SECURE Act show, you know, earlier this year, we said we see this stuff ending. It's only a, it's a matter of time before it ends because the government knows what we know. There's money there. There's It's just with the IRAs. There is money there to be had. They've just got to be able to get their hands on it. So that's really big. Another thing that Sanders is looking to do is do a wealth tax. Now, what is a wealth tax? There's going to be a national wealth registry in which every wealthy person has to register. And there's going to be mandatory audits of 30% of the people every year in that national wealth registry. And any billionaire will be audited every year no matter what. Okay? Now... That, that's how he's going to find it. Then second of all, anybody with an excess uh, wealth over $32 million or $16 million if you're a single taxpayer. Mm-hmm. So t- $32 million if you're married, $16 million if you're a single taxpayer. That, this is your entire net worth. This mm-hmm. is everything you have, right? So your land, your businesses, everything. If it's over that amount, you're going to be taxed a wealth tax on the percentage or on, on what's over that amount. Okay? Now, in Europe... 12 countries did this in 1990. Only four were left in 2017 still doing it. And here's why. The cost of doing it, and this was actually a quote by one of the countries, the cost of doing it cost the government more than actually getting the money from the what you would find and recover. That was my first thought when you said what what it would be. I was like, how do you do it? How, who's going to do all that? Yeah. Like, that's going to be very time consuming. And somebody's got to get paid to do it. Exactly. Exactly. And but it, but it is in his proposal. So um, there is no wealth tax proposal in Biden's, but it is in several of the other candidates as mm-hmm. well. Um, so I just think it's really important for people to understand that we are living in a, a not only a fragile economy, a fragile tax 
(laughs) tax environment in which you need to think about what am I doing right now that is going to hedge against this taxation in the future? Because if it's not now, it's when is this going to happen? I mean, we have a pendulum that's swinging back and forth in in Washington. If you think that, you know, the House and the Senate and the the presidency are going to stay red forever, well... It, it's just not going to happen. No, no that, that, that can't happen. So you have to be thinking about how can I do this right this second. So, you know, um, I look back to there's a joke about um, a little girl that she's asking her granddad. She says, you know, does every fairy tale begin with once upon a time? And he said, no, not every fairy tale. Some begin with if I'm elected. so so, so, you know here we are if i'm elected here's the fairy tale that's going to happen and you know um i was listening this morning to stephen fuderick and obviously he's a minister but he said you know there's a lot of information out there but something that's lacking today is wisdom what would your granddad tell you if he were sitting here today learning what you just learned what should you be doing? What should be your priority right now? Should you be calling your planner saying, I need help with this. I need to get something started right now. Or, oh, I'll just put it off. If it happens, it happens. What would your granddad tell you? This may be the largest thief of your money over the next generation. What are you going to do to protect it? More when we come back on Life Planning 101 with our CFA. You're not going to want to miss it about the volatility in the markets last week and what you need to be doing with yours. Welcome back in. It's Life Planning 101 here on KATX and KWBY. We're back at it. What are we talking about? Taxes. I know that in elections. Yes. Exciting stuff, right? All, to, all exciting Everybody stuff. Everybody loves to talk about taxes. Everybody loves to talk about politics. I'm sure it's on the top of everybody's list. Can we throw some religion in there while we're at it? That's the yeah. way to get in a fight. Yeah. These are conversation uh, yeah. So, uh, so uh, let's, um, let's jump on to something even more fun. Volatility, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what the heck happened last week, Aaron? Lots of things. Mostly it was, we, we have earnings reports coming out right now, and we, we have this coronavirus going on in Asia, in China specifically, and it's trickling out around the world, and, and we don't know how big it is. You know, just, just like any other number that comes out of China, we just have no idea what's real and what's not, what's inflated. We know something is, we just don't know how bad it is. And Apple came out and said, hey, our revenues are going to be lower because of this. $11 million, wasn't it? A lot, yes. Hey, and guess what? A A lot of stuff is getting made over there, too, from Apple. So it became this. It was probably more than eleven million dollars. Sorry, I remember <laughs> a hearing. Bit more than I remember million. hearing it like in the background on the news, and it was a big number. And I was like, oh. And then after I said that, I was like, eleven million dollars is nothing, Apple. It's probably a lot more than that. Sorry, <laughs> but you get the picture. Yeah. But but it became real. Yes. You know, it absolutely became real, and and the mar- the market reacted to it. There's still no concrete answers out there of what's going to happen, or but we know there is going to be some global slowdown. You know, and that, that's, that's, basically, that, that's basically all that happened last week. Uh, the entire year has, has been this way. We've been sheltered from it. it. It's been an absolutely crazy year. If you look at what's made money, long-term treasuries are almost up 10% year-to-date. Long-term treasuries. And they were mm-hmm. almost the number one performer last year. 
They were in the fixed income world. They were up almost 20%. Gold, gold is almost up 20 or 10% this year. Yeah, I saw it was at an all-time high or something. I saw some headline about it this weekend. Yeah. Um, that's pretty big. If, if we go look at any of the momentum indexes, guess what they're loaded up with? Utilities. Yeah. Real estate. Mm-hmm. Everybody's scared to death. Yeah. And it's making a bunch of money. That's, hey, I was about to say, scarier. you know, the, we always forget that a market climbs a wall of worry. Yes. And here we are. We are in a wall of worry. What were we talking about the first part of the show? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly right. And if we go back and look at last year, you know, there, there's a lot of debate whether we were actually in a recession last year. Things from a manufacturing standpoint were not good, mm-hmm. and it, it was it was poor enough that it, it could have pushed us down into a recession. We're going to know pretty soon whether those numbers actually hit. But but guess what? The the Fed started putting out numbers last week, and all the forward indicators are turning. First time that they're going gaining momentum in years. So. You know, a lot of the manufacturing was part of Boeing's problems, you know. Mm-hmm. And any time you stop producing uh, billions upon billions of dollars of inventory, that's mm-hmm. going to slow down. But right now, we're even putting that behind us and starting to turn the corner from a manufacturing standpoint. And usually something leads and something follows. And last year, Europe led us into this manufacturing thing. And hopefully we have the U.S. leading us out. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we still have trade concerns with China, but things are loosening up. We right. need one more big trade deal to go through. But, you know, at least they're, they're letting our agricultural goods go over there. They're starting to, to lessen up a little bit on our technology. So trade's opening up, and that's good. We're starting to manufacture things more. And this duopoly of the market. You know, we're either making a ton of money being very, very, very safe or making a ton of money being as aggressive as you possibly can. And anything in the middle, anything mm-hmm. in the middle, value mm-hmm. investing, dividend growth investing, uh, small company investing, you ain't doing squat. Yeah. You know, this is truly a strange time we're living in right now. Yeah. yeah and I think, you know, um, it was interesting to me. I, I heard a, a CFA speak this last week and he was talking about the S&P 500 and how there's so much technology that they've actually created a, a, a new category called, it's called communications, yes. right? But it's still technology. <laughs> I mean, if you look at it, yeah. it's the same thing. And so, you know, they're trying to diversify it. But in reality, it's still the same thing. So, you know, we're so heavy in in those areas. And, you know, as you're looking at that, you know, if you can tell, and I know we're running out of time, you know, what what do people need to be thinking if if they are overweighted in technology right now? More than likely you are, just period, because that's where you've made the majority of your wealth over the last 10 or 15 years. It's time to take some gains. There's nothing wrong with making money. You know, it's Really, the, the most pain I could experience is watching something go all the way to the top and then come all the way down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, talk about a bunch of emotions that you didn't have to take. <laughs> you know, rebalance. You know, yeah. if, you, if you say, hey, I'm an aggressive investor, I want 30% of my money in technology, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's 45. Trim it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Take your gains. Yeah. You did yeah. a good job of making money. Now, now 
do the right thing and rebalance your portfolio and get back keep, to the keep risk. Keep to your disciplines is yes. what you're saying. Get yeah. back to, to your the discipline. risk you're comfortable with. Yeah, and I, I think that's important for all of our listeners. I know um, we're short on time. We surely appreciate you being on the show today, Aaron. And if you've missed any part of the show, um, make sure you get on uh, www.kennedy-financial.com. You can find a list of all our or podcasts. Look Google or look us up on podcasts. We're, we're there and uh, you can certainly listen to this again and, and go into our Life Planning Center for more information. We have tons there. So want to appreciate everyone for joining us. God bless everyone and have a great week from Kennedy Financial Services right here in Eastland, Texas. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services Incorporated is an independent of Calton and Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.